All right, how y'all doing this morning? Tired. Tired. Y'all need some Jesus exercise, what y'all need. Y'all need some Jesus exercise. Y'all don't even know, do you? Y'all want to do it real quick? <laughs> y'all are like, no, we don't want to do it. You want to do it? Hold on. You want to do it? All right, hey, if it, all right, I wasn't planning on doing this, but y'all need to stand up, okay? Hey, 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 hey. Do everything without complaining. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Do everything without arguing so that we might become blameless and pure children of God. Oh, here we go. You ready? Get your arms linked. For people, if you need to move out of your seat, it's okay too. This is called Jesus size. I made this up. It's Jesus size. I call this Jesus exercise. I also call it the real CrossFit because the CrossFit done made me cross done made me fit for God. Amen. Here we go. All right, here we go. All right, hey Kate, we got a little bit of that like music in the background, really low. Can we do that? If not, no big deal. I just think it in my mind. Okay. Here it is. The Bible says, remind ourselves daily of the gospel so we don't get tricked by sin. Here it is. It's Jesus size. Okay, y'all ready? So I'm going to ask the question. Get your, get your traps going, okay? I guess I'm going to go, what is the gospel? Okay? Uh, I don't know. What is the gospel? Like, give me some Goldberg right here. Traps going. All right, what is the gospel? You ready? Here we go. Jesus died on the cross for our sins. Stretch it out. Stretch it out. Oh, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. You hung up there for a little bit, so hold it. He was buried. Stretch it down. Oh, ho, ho. something popped. He was down there three days. Hold up. He was down there for a while. Hold on. He was buried. Oh, oh, goodness gracious. He was buried. Went to hell for us. Here we go. He rose from the dead. Two hands up. Two hands up in the air. Stretch that ab. Stretch that ab. Whoo. Man, a little dizzy. He rose from the dead. You ready? He's alive. Uh-oh. Here we go. Uh, uh. Yeah, he's up. Hold him up. Hold him up. Oh, 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 oh. That's the best one I've ever had. Here we go. He's alive in heaven. You ready? Here we go. He wants you. Go. Get it. Get it. He wants you. Point out. He wants you. He wants you. Who does he want? He wants you. He wants you. He wants you. Gotta get it. Yes, Lord. Here it is. Here it is. All right, here we go. You ready? Come on. Give me a little something, something. You gotta get ready for that 200 yard dash. Okay. All right, here we go. All right, here we go. You ready? Get the, get the shoulders going. Shoulders going. All right. Here we go. You ready? Now, what is eternal life? I don't know. I don't know. What is eternal life? Get them going. Ready? Here we go. You're going to pop it. To know. You're going to do the know. Do both sides if you need to. A little pop, pop. We got a little something, something still in there. All right, the stone's been rolled away. To know. God the Father. Here we go. God the Father. Uh, uh. Here we go. And Jesus' son. You ready? Here we go. Heart, flex it. Oh, yeah, brother and sister. Oh, yeah. Flex it. Step into a slim gym. All right, here we go. All right, you're not going to like this one, okay? You're going to like this one. Oh, you're going to like it. Turn this way. Here we go. Turn this way. Now, you ready? How do we respond to this good news? We repent and believe. Hold your fist tight. Get that, get that sin out of my face. Here we go. All right, right here. All right, you got to turn from a self-controlled life. Turn it, turn it. Here we go. To only Jesus and surrender your life to him. Here we go like this. Now we got it. Here we go. There it is. There it is. There it is. Come on. Come on. Hold it. Here we go. Stretch it. We call that the morning glory right here. This is the picture of the Christian life. All right. Here comes a little bit easier. Here we go. Peg pop. Peg pop. Here we go. All right. Now, 
Here we go. You ready? Now, what has Jesus commanded us to do? Give me a little flex. You got to make disciples. Yeah, you got to make those disciples. You got to make disciples. Here we go. What power is he given? The Holy Spirit. There we go. There you go. All right. Good job, y'all. Good job. Sit down. Woo. Now we can go home. I'm going to pray and go home. I'm tired now. Woo. That's called Jesus size. Hashtag global. Here we go. Got people in Mexico City doing that right now, by the way. It's pretty cool. All right. Here we go. Woo. I'm done, man. Hey, volleyball tournament Thursday. We're going to apologize as our team. We want to, hey, whatever, what's the prize? We'll take it already if you want to. We got Britt. We got Liv. We got my wife. Who else is on there? Yeah, you know you just, you came back out. Hey, you know you're on the team. So y'all go ahead and if you want to start singing, we are the champions. We'll, we'll receive it humbly. You call me a loser? I can take it. It's okay. All right. I'll cry a little bit, but you know, I'm okay with that. All right, guys, you got your Bibles this morning real quick. Let's go to John chapter 4. Y'all, I've been preaching for quite a while now, and y'all are by far, and I don't know how many years I've been preaching, 15, 20, I don't know, by far one of the greatest groups I've ever been around. I just want y'all to know that, by far. And if I lied, I'll do some repentance later, but I don't think I did. All right, here we go. I'm going to tell you a little story while you turn here. John chapter 4. Uh, it's after the book of Genesis, John chapter 4, starting in verse 39. Y'all, if, if you need a Bible, let us know. We'll get you one. Amazon. <laughs> That's not that funny. Anyway, uh, here we go. Y'all ready? If you're ready, give me a little southern hallelujah. Y'all know what y'all just did. Y'all give me a southern hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's not a southern hallelujah. Come on. Woo! Here we go. You ready? One, two, three. Jesus yeah. size and southern hallelujah. All right, here we go. You ready? All right, so my wife and I have been married 20 years, and my wedding day, I remember it like it was yesterday, okay? So we did something a little bit different. My mother-in-law's back there, too. Hey, BB. See my mother-in-law back there? What in the world? Best mother-in-law in the whole wide world. All right, what was, oh, yeah. So here we go. So it's my wedding day, and we were doing something a little bit different. I was going to walk down the aisle to go get my wife and bring her back to show Christ coming to get to church. So her dad didn't walk her down the aisle. Okay, so it's just going to be me. I had a little song I was going to, you know, was play like how beautiful kind of something like that. And I had a timing that I had to get down there. Okay, so she's in behind the doors. I'm up front like she's back there. And I'm up front and I'm doing this. Jesus eyes in my mind. I'm ready. I'm like, oh, baby, it's time. I'm ready. And so all of a sudden those doors come open. You know, the doves fly out. I'm like, oh, like there she is. And I remember seeing her. Oh, my goodness. I'm like, I got this. It's time. Song plays. I take one step down off that step. And I mean, I start sobbing. And I'm talking about I was snotting and I was sobbing. I was, I was, I was snobbing. You got what I'm saying? I mean, it was ugly cry, okay? And it was. I was ugly crying all the way down the aisle. And I was like, <laughs> I was, I was, no joke, ask her. Was I crying? Well, I was snobbing. I was, I was nasty, okay? And I, <laughs> I was going down there to get her way ahead of schedule on the song, okay? I get my bride. As you know, she comes up to right here, and she's real, you know, a little bit shorter, uh, heightened, challenged. And so we're up there, and I, uh, and I get her, and we're going fast. I'm just like, I'm snobbing. I'm like, this is so good, you know? And all of a sudden, my wife, politely and sweetly, whispers in my ear, you better suck it up or we're not going to make it. <laughs> okay, okay, I got it. And start wiping the snot off. And we, and we get up there, and we're standing in front of the, you know, the, the preacher dude. And, and I remember in that moment, 
I knew that the commitment was real. I'd made a commitment to one person that when I said yes to her, I said, I said, when I said I do to her, I said I don't to every other woman on planet Earth for as long as we both live. I knew at that moment that I, it was going to be for, for better or for worse, for good or for bad, for sickness or for health, and we both went for rich or for poor, we both went for poor. <laughs> we knew, okay? But I knew that I was going to give my entire life and commit my life to study, to know, to get to love, to choose to love, no matter what type of love, to one person all the rest of my life. That I was going to hang on her words. I was going to listen to what she was going to say. And guys, I get you. a little tough sometimes. I was going to listen to what she was going to say. I was going to think through. I was going to all those things to one person all my life. And I want you to know that's exactly what you do when you enter into a relationship with Jesus Christ. You've committed your, he's committed to you fully. The cross shows you that. But he's committing himself to a real relationship with you. And, it, and what we get to do is we get to learn his word. What's, he, what's his voice sound like? We get to like dive into the things that he's telling us. And we get to commit ourselves to that all of our lives all the way into eternity. So what would happen, though, if every one of us in this, under this roof here, that if we took that same commitment with Christ... And we let his word, if I can say it this way, if y'all hadn't, hadn't met Olivia yet, she's over there in the corner over there. Liv, raise your hand. Yeah, this is her thing, and I hope she's okay with this because she, she models this so, so stinking well. What if, what if this were becoming the main thing in our life, and we listened to the one who gave it to us like a love letter, and we begin to, to understand him and commit ourselves to the word of God? Like what would happen if we committed that to memory? What would happen if we dove into it? What would happen if we spent time in this book more than ever? Like, what would happen? Well, I think a couple things would happen, a few things. You ready? The first thing I think would happen, if we committed ourselves to the Word of God, if it became the main authority in our lives, because I'm going to tell you right now, I'm just going to throw this out there. If the Word of God is, is not becoming this main thing and center in our lives, I'm not looking at you going, man, you, got, you better hurry up and know the Word. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, my basketball coach brought a basketball, and he's a Hall of Fame Mississippi basketball coach, one of some of the most wins of all time in, in the state of Mississippi. Phenomenal man, knew everything. He, he wrote the book on some of the things people use today, and nobody even knows it. I mean, brilliant man. He got us together and put the basketball in front of us. You know there's a little air hole right there, you know, and most basketballs, the nice ones have a big circle around that air hole. He brought us in there, and he goes, you see this, guys? You see that little air, tiny little air hole in this basketball? We said, yes, sir. He goes, that's what you know about the game of basketball. He goes, you see this bigger circle around it? That's what I know about the game of basketball. And I need you to understand, do you see this word right here? In the context of the world that we live in, we're even smaller than that little air hole, and yet we think we know everything. And God's trying to tell us, you need to understand something. He's God, and he knows everything. And if I'm going to be proudful enough to go and not give him the benefit of the doubt who made me and go, well, I think I know better than God, then that's called pride and it's going to push us away from God and we'll never understand. But if we humble ourselves and come before him, y'all, he is so willing to teach us this book. He's so willing to show us this love letter. It is going to be so good. Are you ready? So here we go. One of the first things that happens when we take the word of God seriously in our lives, when we start committing ourselves to Jesus and his words, here's what happens. You ready? If you're writing this down, okay, tattoo it on your arm, whatever you got to do. I think that we would start growing in a, right, this is a very important, first-hand friendship with God. I think we would start growing in a first-hand friendship with God when we begin to take the Word of God seriously and dive into this thing, okay, and commit it to our memory. Here's what I mean by that. So, when, uh, I got, you know, I got five kids, so every now and then, some of my kids, 
uh, will I have a journal? I'll write something God's showing me, or if things are questions I've got, good idea. And I'll be reading the Bible, and, and I'll thing I know I'll come to something in there that's like a little lo- little note or a little picture they've drawn me. You know, something like I don't know, hey Dad, I love you, your beard's glistening, or something like that. I don't know, whatever it is. They write me a little little note in there, a little letter. And when I get to that thing, and my, I'm reading my Bible, and I see that little note, two things happen. Like that, there's this joy. I'm like, oh man, I'm a dad. That's so cool. I mean, I get to be a dad. And then like this awe, like fear and awe comes over me, and I go, I'm a dad. (laughs) Like, who would entrust me with kids? You know, I'm surprised I didn't make it out of high school. And I often wonder when it comes to the word of God, is it kind of similar to us as well? When we get to know and we start opening this thing and we start committing ourselves to to God's words and what he's like and growing in a firsthand friendship, I wonder if it's like this joy, like, guys, Guys, gals, we get to know God. I mean, how crazy is that? We get to know the God that made us. We get to know the God that, that, that made the trees. We get to know the God that, we get to know God. But in the same breath, don't we also need to be like this fear to go, holy mackerel. We get to know God. <laughs> so there's both joy and awe in the fact that we, can know God for ourselves in a firsthand friendship. Now, why do I say a firsthand friendship? Because here's the thing, and I'm just going to be honest with you. It's easy to do. I think that so much of our lives is lived off of other people's relationship with Jesus. And sometimes that's necessary for a while. Like, for instance, a mother has to feed her baby up to a certain point. But if that baby stayed on the bottle or on something else till they were 12, well, it's just awkward now, right? It's just awkward, okay? But like I said last night, like my wife said one time, we used to have the song, I'm in the Lord's Army, right? But right now we are training to be, for us to be forever in the Lord's nursery because we're trying, to just, we're trying to suckle, no offense, to suckle on the teat of somebody else, right? That's what we're doing. You can start there, but you got to grow up. You got to grow up. And you can limit me. You can read the Bible and understand it and grow in your own relationship with God for yourselves. Guys, look up, eyes up here. Guys, look at me. I grew up the athlete. Now that may not be you, but let me tell you something. If the shoe fits, give to somebody. You got what I'm saying? I grew up the athlete, dumb as a brick. Nobody thought I'd make it out of high school. They they were not the only ones surprised that I graduated. You got what I'm saying? Okay? I was never given a chance to do anything academically. I don't really even like reading that much. Remember, Britt and I were talking about this morning. I don't, that's okay. Like, I still read, but you understand what I'm saying? I was not given the chance. Guys, society today tells you that you're dumb and you don't know what you're talking about. And you cannot read the word for yourself. You need to hear what I'm telling you. You can read the word for yourself. You can grow in a firsthand friendship with God. Guaranteed. You understand what I'm saying? All right, look at John chapter 4. Let's look at our passage real quick. Here we go. John chapter 4. That's after 5. Make sure you all pay attention. Some of y'all are like, yeah, it is. No, it's not. It's before 5. But anyway, here we go, verse 39. This is after this, that Jesus, the woman at the well. She goes back, tells everybody what Jesus has done. Hey, come be the man told me everything I've ever done. He could be the one. And here's what happens. Verse 39, many Samaritans from that town believed in Jesus because of the woman's testimony. That woman at this point had a firsthand experience with Jesus. Those people in that town had not. 
right? So if I come up to you and say, man, here, Jesus is this, this, and this. You can, this is what I read this morning. This is awesome. You could do that and go, man, that's so cool. And you'd be like, man, I heard this. That's great. But that testimony drove those people to go to encounter Jesus for themselves because look what happens. He says, many believed because of her testimony. He told me all I ever did. So when the Samaritans came to him, they asked him to stay with them, and he stayed there two more days. Now watch this. Many more believed because of his word. They said to the woman, it is no longer because of what you said that we believe. We have heard for ourselves, and we know that this is indeed the Savior of the world. Did you see what happened there? It went from a secondhand encounter. Hey, this might be him. And they could have gone, oh, that's cool. Hey, I heard he's here. But instead they went, no, 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 no. We got to go see him for ourselves. And they went over here, and they just started spending some time. Hey, dude, what you doing, man? You look, you're a stud. Hey, I like that stash, bro. Started spending time with him. And then all of a sudden they go, hey, your testimony was great. It kick-started. It was the bottle. It, it helped me. Then I went for myself, and I have come to realize for myself that Jesus is the one. You see that? It went from secondhand encounter to a firsthand friendship and encounter with God. That's what we can have with God when we begin to read the word for ourselves. Now, hold on a second. I'm going to say something very controversial, and I understand if you want to kick me out. I get that. I'm okay with that. Ask Britton back again. I don't care. He's the best anyway, right? Here's what I want to tell you. There are so, much, so many podcasts, and there's some great ones out there. I encourage you to listen to Britain's. It's one of the best I've ever heard. Forge has podcasts, Fuel for the Harvest, great one. Tons of great podcasts out there. There's tons of great sermons out there. I hope you listen to sermons, preferably this one. I hope you listen to them, right? Great. All that's great. Tons of great books out there on how to grow in Christ and know Christ. Great. They're awesome. Praise God. But here's what I'm going to tell you. Those are only meant to be secondary tools to point you to the word for yourself. So many people, if I were to ask you, hey, have you read the Bible? They'll go, yes, I've read the Bible. No, here's what you've done. You've listened to sermons on the Bible, or you looked at a verse that that sermon had, and therefore you think you know the Bible when you don't. Because we're, li we're living on secondhand information instead of firsthand experience with God for ourselves. That's why we struggle witnessing for Christ, if I'm honest. It's not just the fear. It's not that you, we don't think we don't know what we're doing. That's some of it. But most of it is we are not personally encountering God for ourselves. Therefore, it feels like we have nothing that we can share. But God is inviting each one of us to a firsthand, up-close friendship with him. The second thing would happen when we take God's word seriously, and you can do this. You ready? And you're going to like this one. You can learn to hear and obey God's voice. Number one thing that I hear besides direction in life, people go, I don't know how to hear God's voice. Number one, I don't know how to hear God's voice. Well, what will happen is when the word becomes everything, when the word becomes the main thing, we start to get to know God in a firsthand friendship, we learn to know and obey his voice. Now, some of y'all might know this. You might not penguins. So let's look at penguins for a second. Okay, do not go there at the zoo. Apparently, it says at the zoo, the worse it smells, the healthier they are. And I went, I might be a penguin. Okay? So anyway, so you got a penguin. A penguin, a mama penguin has the, has the egg in her stomach. She goes, lays the egg, and goes off for like a month or two months or like that, gets some food. Guess who sits on the egg? The daddy. The daddy puts his blubber over the, the egg. Once again, might be a penguin. Puts the blubber over the egg and sits there and, and talks to that baby in that egg. Whatever a penguin does. I have no idea what a penguin says. Right? And does that. Why? Because when that penguin hatches, it's in a colony of other daddies and other penguins. And a lot of those other penguins that hatch, they don't make it. And those other daddies will try to mimic and sound just like the original dad to lure that, that baby penguin to themselves and take it for themselves and steal it from their original father, right? 
That's exactly what Satan, sin, our culture is doing. Because following Jesus is one of competing voices. You understand what I'm saying? It's one of competing voices. And Satan is constantly trying to mimic the voice of God, trying to mimic things of God. And if we just live off of secondhand experiences and not know the word for ourselves, I can guarantee you, guaranteed, that not only will you not grow in a friendship with God, but you will be led astray from God. And you might even think you're with him when you're not. It is so important to learn to hear the voice of God for ourselves. And your father is talking. Your father is talking all the time, all the time. If we just take the time to learn to listen, to listen. And I'm going to tell you right now, it's not always easy. There are going to be days that you don't feel like getting in that word. There's going to be days that you don't feel like listening. There's going to be days that you think, I can't do this, 100%. But here's what I'm going to encourage you with. Don't stop. Keep getting in the word. Keep asking questions. What you're going to do in your small group today, get after it. Like, don't stop. Wrestle with that, right? It's good because you'll learn to hear his voice. Now, the last thing that will happen when you get in the word of God is that you'll learn that you have a weapon to fight with. Like we talked about last night a little bit. We learned we have weapons that God's given us. Not only will you grow close to God, you'll learn to hear his voice, but you'll realize you've got some weapons so that Satan and sin ain't going to kick your butt no more. I'm just going to be honest. Satan and sin ain't going to kick your tail no more because you have a weapon to fight with. And here's what the weapon is. You ready? The weapon is the word of God, Matthew 4. When Satan tempted Jesus three times, boom, 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 Satan's persistent, three times, Jesus said every time, my, my father said, my father said, my father said, every time. Until and then Satan left and came back at another opportune time. Here's what I mean by that. My youngest daughter, my youngest daughter Mia, when she was a little bit younger, uh, I have two, two middle daughters, okay? I have three daughters, but two of the, middle, the younger two. They were sitting there, and one of the daughters had told Mia something, you know, kind of like mean, okay? It was a little, little mean to her, you know, like whatever. Before I go on trips, though, sometimes I'll write my kids little notes of something I see in them or, you know, something I love about them or something like that. You know, I had done that before this trip. When I get back, I see Mia on the porch. She's crying. She's like, I said, Mia, what's wrong? She goes, this, my sister, she, she said this, this, and this, and this, and this. And I said, oh, I'm so sorry. I said, Mia, do you remember what that note was that I wrote to you before I left? She goes, ah, no. I said, well, my, the note said that I thought you were a great helper that you do this, this, and this, and, and do you remember that? She goes, ah, kind of, because it was the total opposite of what her sister had told her. I said, now, here's the thing. I said, then you just simply remember what your father said and thinks about you in this moment and not somebody else. And she went, oh, okay, and went about. You understand that when temptation, when attacks happen, when things happen, when, when that's all cloudy and emotions are like this, we must go back to... My father said, my father said, my father said. And let God's word do its work in you and around you. God's word made the world. Jesus is the word in flesh. But the word is a weapon. If I had some of these bigger dudes come up here, I'm probably not going to do it right now, don't worry. If I had some of these bigger dudes up here, Britain, not bigger, but just stronger. If I had some of these bigger dudes come up here and just like slap my back and beat my back, right? Just like just start wailing on me. But I had a sword in my hand or a machine gun in my hand. And I just sat there with it. What are y'all going to tell me? Use it. Well, y'all are hostile. Use it. If I sitting there just taking the whoop, just taking the beat, and blah, 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 I think y'all need to see this. I really do. I feel like you need to see this. I don't think you're getting it. 
If I get somebody up here beating my back really hard, y'all want to do it? Y'all yeah. want to do it? Y'all mind doing it? Yeah. You okay? Don't hit it that hard because I don't want to hurt your feelings. You know, but come on up. Come real quick. Come here. Seriously. I want you to slap my back pretty good. Okay? Come here. Both of you. Come here. Come here. Put your baseball dodger thing on. I'm serious. Come on. Look, I, I'm giving them permission. These guys, that's a stud. I know that these guys are awesome. They, don't, they ain't trying to hurt me. Okay? And that just for your sake, so y'all don't like, you know, whatever. I want you to hit me pretty good on this side of my back. You get on this side. I want you to slap me pretty good. Don't hit my spine because I might die. But anyway, so, but slap me right here. Give me, give me a slap first. Let me see how it feels. Go ahead. Go ahead. Look, don't hit me my liver. Hit me up top a little bit. All right. Hit me a little harder than that. Okay, that's good. Hit me on that side. All right. You do a little harder than that. Can you do a little harder than that? Okay. Up, up top. You're going to kill my liver down there. Hit my liver down here. I don't, anyway, so up a little bit. Do it again. A little harder. Harder. All right, y'all both do that on each side. Go ahead, go ahead. Act like you hit me. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Oh, ooh, oh my gosh, a steam. Ah, oh, hold up, hold up, hold up. All right, do it again. Up top a little bit. Now they represent Satan, and he is wailing on y'all. And y'all got a weapon, and y'all got a God who goes, That represents what y'all are letting sin and Satan and culture do to y'all every single day. Wailing on you. And I'm going to tell you what. You got a weapon. And it is time that you use it. This is the word of God. And when God speaks, things happen. When God speaks, things happen. Right? Not only will you grow in a friendship firsthand. Not living off somebody else. Not only will you learn to hear God's voice. But you will learn that the word is a weapon. So many people today are struggling with um, purity, Psalm 119. How can a young person keep their way pure? By living according to the word of God. I hide your word in my heart that I won't sin against God. What about guidance? Everyone wants to know, what am I supposed to do? Psalm 23, the Lord will guide you and direct you and pass it to righteous for his name's sake. What about fear and anxiety? If you're struggling with anxiety, the word tells you what to do. Anybody want to take a guess? The word of God, multiple places tell you what to do when you're struggling with anxiety and fear. You know what it is? Go look at the birds. Go look at the flowers and get after the kingdom of God. Give thanks. That's what God's word tells you to do. So I want you to see it. We got plenty of weapons. We got plenty of things that God gives us. But that's what his word is. So you get it. That's what I'm talking about. You get it. Right? So now what would happen? Let me see what it looked like. You ready? It's like a song when we, when we commit God's word to memory. Uh, how about this? You ready? Watch this. You're going to love this. You ready? Sweet Caroline. How about this? I don't know the rest of the song. So good. So good. I know what. You got it. How about this one? You bum, 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 bum. If you like to. Okay, good. Here we go. All right, how about this one? I'm not going to do this last one. I got friends in. Oh, don't be singing that about them whiskeys. All right, here we go. Don't do that. All right, so watch this. But here's what I'm telling you. Those songs. There's thousands of them downloaded in you. Here's how it happened. You heard the song. You're like, okay, I kind of like the rhythm. And the next thing you know, you take a little more time. Maybe you listen to it three, four, five, six times. And then you think about the lyrics and you go, ooh, that, that kind of hits me right where I am. And it kind of gets the heart. You know what I'm saying? Like it gets into your heart a little bit. And you're like, okay. And then you start changing some things and you believe certain things. Like, man, this song really ministered to me. Like I, it, it helped me a lot. And then what do you do? You go share it with somebody else. Dude, you need to go watch VeggieTales. Bro, you need to listen to Sweet Caroline. You need to go listen to some Garth, right? And, and then you share that, and you keep going, and what has it done? It is now completely taken over your entire being. It's, just like, it's like it's weaved all in there. 
That's the purpose of the word of God. Let it become like a song to your life. And let it completely transform your whole being before God. That's the purpose of the word of God. That you might know him and make him known. That you might get up close to him in a friendship firsthand. That you might learn to hear the voice of God and do what he says and be with him. And you can have a weapon and your life can be heard by other people to the glory of God. But I remember like it was yesterday, I had, uh, had some of the kids up at, a, at this like uh, beach kind of deal with my family, my parents and all them. And we were up on the top level and this guy comes up to me and goes, dude, you got to come see this. You got to come see this. And I went, what? He goes, I love sunsets and sunrises. Anybody? And he goes, this is like the greatest sunset I've ever seen. I've seen every one just about for the last 13 years. Every sunset. I've never seen a sunset like this. I went, well, I got to see this. So me and Levi and a couple of them, we go up there, and, and we're sitting up there. And I'm like, y'all, it looked like heaven bled through. Bet I have never to this day seen anything like the gold and the purple, and it literally looked like, like the Lord just opened up the heavens and just rained it down. It was incredible. And I was like, and Levi had this little 25-cent toy he had won right, right over here, and he's trying to get the thing undone, and he's just sitting there and doing like this with it, you know? And I was like, Levi, dude, you get to, you get to put that down and see what God's done. He's like, yeah, huh? okay, okay, good, yeah. And he's just doing this, trying to get the darn thing open. I said, son, put that thing down and look at the, what God's doing. It's amazing. You're going to miss what God's doing. So, yeah, okay, yeah, good, good, fine, yeah. He was so distracted with that little 25-cent trinket toy. And in the end, he finally got it open, and it broke 10 seconds later. And he, and he looked up and goes, where's the son? I said, you missed it. I am afraid that we are getting so distracted by the shiny things of the world that we are missing the treasure of the glory of God in the face of Christ and his words. Let's don't get distracted. Let's get laser-like focused on God and what he's doing. Lord, thank you. We praise you. Thanks for your word. And Lord, I pray that every one of us in this small group really have a good time in the word. Take us through that. Help us ask questions. Help us think about it. Help us get to know you better. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, we got small groups right now. You're going to be in a passage. Have a blast. Have a blast. Love y'all.